Thanks for tuning in to the New Life South Coast Weekly Sermon Podcast. We want you to know that we're excited about our brand new church facility located on 1331 Cove Road in New Bedford, Massachusetts. We offer three service times for you to choose from. We have kids classes for all ages so parents can enjoy the service while kids learn about Jesus. We'd love to host you in person, Saturdays at 5 p.m. or Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. Now, here's an encouraging word. Hey, I want to welcome you to Church Online. And uh, I don't know where you are watching from. I just want to welcome you. Maybe you in your living room. Maybe you in your bedroom. I know we hear people tell us how much they love the services that we broadcast in in prison. So I just want to welcome you from wherever you are, whatever country you're tuning in. If you're on Facebook, if you're on YouTube, um, if you're on your mama's tube, uh, whatever it is that you found to be able to be with us, we're so glad you, you joined in. Listen, church is not closed, just the building is. Church is God's people who gather everywhere. You know, Jesus said, when two or three are gathered my name, I'm right there. So if you got two or three around you, you're having church right now. So make sure you meet the quota. Make sure you count, count your dog, count your cat. Uh, wherever else is around you. Uh, we're so glad you tuned in. My name is Marco DeBarros. I'm the pastor of New Life South Coast right here in New Bedford, Massachusetts. But also we have a location in Fall River. But I want to give a shout out to everyone who tuned in. And I just want to ask you to give us the next few minutes. I do believe that if you stay connected the next few minutes, that something powerful is going to happen. I believe that these moments are divine. I don't believe you're watching by coincidence or mistake. I do believe that it is all orchestrated by someone who's running this thing. I think that person, is, his name is Jesus. And so I'm, I'm just glad you tune in. And I want to share with you the, uh, the verse of the day. No, every time we gather, we read the Bible. And I want to read to you today from the book of John. John was one of the original disciples, students of Jesus. And he walked around with Jesus for about three years. And John wrote his book to help people understand who Jesus is and what he's done And if we go to John 16, I just want to read one verse to you. This was actually uh, towards the end of Jesus' life on earth. And Jesus knew that he came to this world to go to the cross on behalf of us to pay for our sins. And so Jesus took some time to prepare his disciples, his students, about what was about to happen. And so we pick up from John 16 verse 33, he says this to them, and I believe he says this to us today. He said, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. But take heart because I have overcome the world. Here on earth, you're going to have many trials and sorrows and coronaviruses But take heart because I have overcome the world. And so I believe right now that the word of God is still active and real to us in this moment. So I want to pray. I want to believe that God's going to speak to you exactly where you are today. Would you join with me as we pray that what I'm about to share is going to impact you exactly where you are. So pray with me. Father, I thank you that we get to gather around our living rooms, bedrooms, prison, wherever we are. And I believe, God, wherever we are, your spirit is. And so I ask that your Holy Spirit will be here with us, that we may be able to apprehend what you have for us today. So speak to us, we pray. In Jesus' name, we all said amen exactly where you are. So I want to talk to you for the next few minutes 
on the topic of having confidence in crisis. I want to talk to you about being confident in the fact that in this world, yes, you're going to have many trials, you're going to have tribulations, and there's going to be things that you didn't expect. But I do believe that you can live life with confidence because that is what Jesus told his original disciples, and that's what I believe he tells any one of us who's listening to him today. See, we are in the middle of a major crisis right now. This situation with this virus is universal. It's all over the world. Like, it's, it's affecting everyone everywhere. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody's in the middle of it. We're still learning what this is. We don't even fully know exactly what we're dealing with. But the reality is, my friends, is that crisis is part of life. We're all going to go through crisis. Maybe, maybe some of you are in the middle of a, of a family crisis. Some of you, your marriage might be in a crisis. Some of you, your children might be in a crisis. You might be in a crisis at your workplace. Crisis is just a part of life. So the key is, it's not if you're in a crisis, it's when you find yourself in a crisis. And so the key is, is what do we do when we find ourselves in a crisis, right? Because it's going to come in many shapes, size, and form. But the key is, what do we do in those moments when crisis comes is what I want to talk to you about. And I believe you can have confidence in a crisis because we know who's in control of the whole thing, right? And that's why I love that Jesus, I love Jesus because Jesus is so honest with us. You know, Jesus was very honest when he said, in this world, you're going to have crisis. You're going to have troubles. There's going to be all kinds of stuff. I love that he didn't sugarcoat it for us. He didn't lie to us, right? He told us the truth. But at the same time, he says, but, I love buts in the Bible. Because there's always something better after the but, right? But he says, but I have overcome the world, and so can you. And he was preparing his original disciples for a major crisis because he was going to go to the cross, and they had no idea that he was going to be resurrected. So he was trying to prepare them the best way possible to deal with what was about to happen to them. My friends, life happens to all of us. Jesus even said, he said, listen, the rain falls on the just and the unjust, okay? So life is just going to happen. We live in an imperfect world with imperfect people, imperfect situations, imperfect circumstances. It's all part of this journey that we call life. Now the key is, again, is what do we do in these moments? Because here's what I believe. I believe these moments truly exposes us for who we really are. I believe nothing exposes us more than a crisis. Nothing exposes us more than when our world has been rocked, right? It's one thing to think that we, we have certain beliefs and we are in control, but then when life pulls the rug from underneath of us, then we start to wonder, what do I really believe, right? And right now, if you pay attention, people are revealing what's really in their hearts through this virus. People are revealing that the truth is when... When it, when it comes to situations that are not in control, my baseline is fear. So I'm going to be afraid. I'm going to be tense. I'm going to be anxious. I'm going to be worried. And, and you better not get in my way because I need a toilet paper. Right? So it's amazing how much crisis reveals what's really inside of us. I really believe that crisis shows you what, you, what is your worldview. Crisis says, here's what I believe about life. Here's what I believe about situations. Here's what I believe about God, right? I really believe these are the moments that can 
make us, break us, or maybe shape us to be better. And I, and I believe that, that, that God takes all situations and circumstances to shape us for the better. You see, the Bible tells us that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord. In other words, God doesn't waste anything. Right? God is an expert in taking crises and turn them into testimonies and turn them into things that's going to bless your life. Now, the key is, again, how do you deal with this crisis? The first thing I want to share with you, my friends, that's going to help you in the moment of crisis, whatever the crisis may be, is who God is. Okay? Who is God? The Bible tells us this. I want to share the scripture to you in Psalm 46.10. It says this about God. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored throughout the world. I think one of the first things we need to understand and realize is that 2020 has shown us very clearly in just three months that we are not in control. I think all these events and circumstances that are happening is to show us we have way less control than we think we have. When Kobe passed away a few, probably a month ago or two months ago, we were shocked. The whole world mourned the passing of someone that we didn't know idea could happen at any given moment. You know, I think again in three months, I think we can all say, wait a minute, we are not as in control as we think we are. That's why in these moments, it's important for me to know who is in control, who is in charge, who's really running the universe, who's running the earth. And I love Psalm 46 then it says, in times of crisis, it's time to be still and know God. Why? Because God is the only one who knows everything. He's the only one who sees everything. He's the only one who's already in the future. You see, God says, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. And only him really knows what's happening and why these things are happening. We will never fully understand things on this side of life, but we can trust the one who does. Right? Know who God is, my friends. Listen, know this, that this God loves you and he's for you. That this God is working things out on your behalf. Listen, I pray we understand this. This God is not out to get you. He's not out to punish you. Right? He's actually working things out for your good. Right? When I don't understand what's happening around me, I have to trust who I trust in. I have to turn to this God that tells me to be still. It's very hard to be still in a society where we're always going. We're always going. But the reality is this. I think these moments are forcing us to pause so we can really take an inventory of what we really believe. See, I want to tell you something. Suffering is a part of life. Even in suffering, God is trying to get our attention. Even in suffering, God is trying to speak to us. Think about it. It was on the way to the cross that Jesus tells his disciples was about to happen. The cross was about to be a very difficult time for Jesus, a time to suffer, a time to pay for the penalties of the world. He didn't do anything wrong, but he chose to suffer on our behalf. So my friends, I pray we understand this. Suffering is a part of life. God uses suffering sometimes to refine us. God will use suffering to lead us to repentance. God will use suffering to teach us to rely on him. I'm not saying God is bringing suffering into your life. I believe that God is using suffering to refine you, 
to mold you, to shape you, and to teach you to rely on him who is the author and finisher of life, right? Remember, my friends, without the cross, there's no resurrection. Without the suffering, there's no resurrection on the other side. And like we like to say in church, without a test, there's no testimony, right? So remember, it is through the cross that we have a, we have a resurrected Savior. See, suffering, I pray you catch this, suffering reminds us of our limitations. And suffering reminds us of the brevity of life, right? It makes us run to God and to seek His will for our lives. You see, it's through suffering that many people have come to know how good God is. Right? Like we like to say, it's not until you reach rock bottom that you realize who is the rock at the bottom, who is ready to pick you up, to lift you up, and to strengthen you. My friends, it is through suffering that many, many people all over the world has found their solace and their peace in Jesus, who is the one who is in control of the world. And so that's the first thing we need to establish. I believe suffering makes you question what am I trusting in? What do I believe in? What am I hoping for? What is the driving force of my life? What are the motives of my life? In other words, what's my worldview? How do I view the world? And that's why I love Jesus. I love Jesus because Jesus gives me perspective for my world and for everything that I'm going through. And so, my friends, you can be confident in whatever crisis you find yourself in. Not only does Jesus prepare our hearts for it and he says you're going to have troubles, but also Jesus gives you tools to be able to have confidence in the middle of crisis. So for the next few minutes, allow me to share you some tools that's going to help you through this virus situation, this pandemic, or whatever you want to call it that we're going through. But again, I think it's not just for this moment. I think it's for life, period. These are tools that are going to help you and empower you through life. You know, the first thing that you see, again, if you go back and read the Gospel of John and you, and you go back a few chapters in what we just read, Jesus was teaching his original disciples and us, those who, who believe and put a trust in him, some key things about how to live in this world and how to get, and not just survive, but how to thrive in the middle of crisis. So here's some things that I think could help all of us. Number one, when you find yourself in a crisis, when you find yourself in turbulence, when you find yourself in, in deep waters, the first thing you have to do, we must choose to pray. Right? That's the first thing. We, my friends, we pray. Okay? Why? Because prayer is a two-way conversation. Right? Prayer is where I go to get God's perspective on what's happening to me or around me, right? Prayer is what allows me to have what I think we're lacking in our society is an eternal perspective in life. We're approaching life too much from just a natural standpoint. That's why we're frazzled and we're anxious and we're worried because all we see is what's in front of us. But I, prayer to me is taking a step back, is, is, is taking a wide view of life and saying, okay, now this is happening, but but who is in control of this whole thing, right? My friends, our struggle is that we are short-sighted by nature. All we see is the immediate thing that's right in front of us. But prayer, I believe, gives us a long-term perspective of life. Prayer helps us to see the bigger picture. 
prayer help us to connect with the one who is the source of life. The one who actually, like I said, knows what's coming and what's already ahead of you. Right? Prayer gives you perspective and he brings that same God into the picture. And now because he's in the picture, you have a different mindset. You have a different uh, perspective when it comes to what's happening in your life as we speak. See, my friends, I want to tell you, I don't necessarily always pray for God to change things. But sometimes as I'm praying for God to change things, God is changing me to deal with whatever's going on in front of me. So prayer to me is one of the major tools that we have. And today, the, the, President Trump has announced that today is a national day of prayer. Because I'm glad, uh, you may not agree with our president to the fullest, I don't want to turn this into a political thing, but I'm glad we have a president who calls for a national day of prayer. That he, he has enough sense to realize that we are in a moment in our society right now, we need God and we need divine intervention over us. So listen, I believe in the practical teaching of God's word. So wherever you are right now, join me. How about we say a prayer real quick for our nation? Would you join me for your bedroom, for your living room, wherever you are? Would you pray with me? Father, we want to come to you right now and ask you, Lord, to bless our nation, Lord. Father, we need you, God, right now. We don't need you just because of this virus. We need you because we are humans who are limited in our understanding, in our situations. Lord, we don't understand everything that's happening. So we come to you, Lord, for perspective. We come to you for wisdom. We come to you for guidance. We come to you, Lord, to liberate us from anxiety, from stress, from fear, from worry, God. Father, we believe, Lord, by your stripes we are healed. And so we want to lift up those who have been affected by this virus. We pray healing in the name of Jesus, Lord. We pray, Lord, breakthrough in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray right now for those who are on the front line of this, of this situation. I pray for the doctors, the nurses, those who are right now researching to find the right vaccine. Lord, I pray your wisdom. I pray your grace. I pray you protect them, Lord God. I pray you bless this nation. Turn this nation to you again, Lord. One nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Jesus, speak over our nation, we pray. Bless our president, give him wisdom. Bless our government nationally and locally. In Jesus' name, bless everyone who's watching. Amen. Amen. Listen, the second thing I want to share with you that can help you in any situation you find yourself in life is that, my friends, we worship. We worship, right? When you find yourself in the middle of tension in life, it's time to worship and turn to God. You see, worship is deeper than singing some songs. Worship is about elevating God and making everything else shrink in your life. When you're worshiping, what you're doing is you're, you're making God become the priority of your focus, right? We shrink the crisis and we elevate God when we're worshiping because what we're doing is we're aligning our thoughts, our hearts, and our souls to God who is in control. See, our problems will take their rightful place when we worship. When we worship, God becomes God and our problems shrink in the presence of a mighty God. Right? Listen, when we worship, we invite God in. And where God is, the Bible says, there's freedom. Where God is, there's joy. Where God is, there's peace. Where God is, there's always hope. Where God is, there's always a way. 
So I encourage you, it may sound crazy, like, well, you went to Christ, you want me to sing? Yes, I want you to sing, not for the sake of the songs, but for declaring things over your life, over your situation, over your circumstance, and for asking heaven to invade what's happening in your life. So I encourage you to make worship part of your life. Listen, worship is also a weapon. Okay, worship is a weapon against worry. Worship is a weapon against fear. Worship is a weapon against depression. Worship is a weapon against suicide. Worship is a weapon against any attacks that you're facing right now. Worship is a weapon against stress of the unknown. My friends, learn to take the worship that God has given us and turn that into the way you're going to fight your battles. There's a song that says, this is how we fight our battles. It's through worship. It's through exalting God. As we exalt God, we're shrinking everything else that's happening in our lives. And to help you worship, listen, right now we're going to put a link on the bottom here. I created a, a playlist for you. Right? If you have Spotify, I created a playlist titled Confidence in Crisis. Right? You're welcome in advance. I put together 13 songs that I believe is going to help you in your time of crisis. Right? Just go to Spotify and you can, and you can right now download this playlist and make that part of your, your way to work. Right? When you're going to work, listen, I love my car. It's my favorite sanctuary. It's in my car that I worship, I pray, and I bring God into my day. I bring God into everything that I'm doing. So I encourage you, make worship part of your routine. Amen? Amen. Listen, the next thing I want to share with you when you find yourself in whatever situation you find yourself in is that, my friends, we speak life. We speak life. The Bible tells us, there is power of life and death in our words. See, the Bible tells us that God created the universe by speaking into existence. In other words, your words carries weight. And your words creates worlds. Right? So use your words to speak what you want to see, not what you're seeing. Right? It's so critical, my friends. When you find yourself in a crisis, the worst thing you want to do is keep speaking the crisis over your life. What you need to start speaking is life over your crisis, life over your situation, life over your circumstances. Listen, refuse to speak fear and doubt in the moment of crisis. Refuse to buy into the fact that you're stuck. You're not stuck. You are one prayer away. You are one word of God away from, from, from your breakthrough, from your healing, and everything that God wants to do. Here's a couple of things I want you to stop doing. Refuse to say things like, it's never going to dot, dot, dot. Don't say, what if, right? Don't bring those realities into your life. Remember, your words create worlds. So why not talk the way Jesus says? He says, yeah, you're gonna, in this world you're going to have trouble, but, but God is faithful. But God is good. But God is with me. But God can make a way where there seems to be no way. So I want to encourage you, my friends, the Word of God is powerful because it speaks right into our hearts. It speaks right into every situation we find ourselves in. And I encourage you, listen, take the Bible every day and read it and speak it over your life. For example, right now, in this moment of crisis, one uh, scripture that's been speaking to me so much is Psalms 91. If you take the Psalms 91 and speak that over you, you won't be in fear. You won't be anxious. You won't be worried. Let me just give you a little glimpse of Psalms 91. It says this, those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, 
my place of safety. He is my God and I trust him. For he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Do not be afraid of the terrors of the night, nor the arrows that fly in the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though 10,000 are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Okay, I want you to declare God's word over your life. Listen, don't trust your feelings. Feelings are unreliable, right? Like, listen, sometimes I don't feel like going to work. But how many knows Friday is coming? And I like the outcome of going to work until Friday, right? It's not about your feelings. Your feelings are unreliable. Learn to trust what God says about you. Learn to trust what God has already declared over your life and learn to speak life and refuse to be a victim to your own words. Listen, the other thing I want to share with you when you find yourself in these moments is, my friends, we give thanks. Okay? We give thanks. I think nothing shows us how entitled we are until we hit this crisis. Right? We think life is given to us, but listen, life is a gift from God. Right? Nothing is guaranteed in life. Therefore, every day is a gift from God. Right? We don't deserve anything. We're not entitled to anything. But guess what? When you learn to practice gratitude, you're most likely to enjoy life exactly where you are. When you learn to practice the fact that, listen, I came to this world alone, and I'm going to die alone, but thank God for every blessing that is poured over my life. Listen, you may not have everything you want right now, but you have exactly what you need, exactly where you are right now. Right? And, and I want to I challenge you on this. Next time you find yourself being depressed, start being grateful. It's hard to be depressed and grateful at the same time. Something's got to give, right? When you find yourself in the dumps, when you find yourself starting to feel a victim, it's time to begin to practice gratitude. For example, I wake up every morning, no matter how tired I am, I thank God. Thank God that I'm alive because someone else isn't. I have a roof over my head. I have something to eat. It may not be what I want, but it's, it's something to sustain me. Somebody else doesn't. Thank God I have a family. Thank God I have a job. Thank God I'm healthy. Thank God I'm alive. Listen, learn to practice. Learn to practice gratitude. It will take you a long way in life. A grateful person will always have a reason to celebrate. We'll always have a reason to be thankful. And the last thing I want to share with you today when you find yourself in times of crisis, my friends, is that it's important that we help others. Listen, I believe these are the moments to raise up and be a blessing to other people. I believe that God put you exactly where you are in life right now to be an, an extension of his goodness and grace on earth. It's so easy to be selfish in those moments. It's so easy to just think about me, myself, and I, right? But there are so many people around you who need an extension of grace, who need someone to look out for them. Listen, you know what's, who is most affected this, with this virus is the elderly, right? Who's going to check out on them? Who's going to help them? Who's going to pick up maybe their subscription that they can't go to the store? My friends, I pray we are the ones to check in on the elder. We are the ones to, to say, listen, let me be the one to go and, and see what you need today. I, I, I'm asking us, especially you, if you're a believer in Jesus, I pray you, you, you turn your 
own life into a blessing to somebody right now who is in need. Listen, we need to stand in the gap for others in these moments. Listen, the more you help others, the more you find that those things are coming back to you. The Bible says it is more blessed to give than to receive. So check in on other people. Listen, a couple of things we want to do as a church in this moment. Our food pantry is not fully ready yet, but we're going to go ahead and open it this week by faith because we believe that people who are in need and we want to make sure they have what they need. So this Thursday, between 5 and 8 p.m., we're going to open up our food pantry. If you know anyone's in need or maybe you, you, your, your family's in need, I want you to come down to the church. We want to help you. Listen, there's no strings attached. We just want to be a blessing in your life if you are in need right now in this week. The other thing I want to ask, if, again, if you're a believer, listen, simple thing we can all do this week, during the week, come to the church, bring a gift card to a place that, that someone can buy food. Maybe it could be a grocery store. It could be Walmart. Listen, $20 can go a long way for a family in need right now. And so I want to ask you, listen, the church is open every day between 9 to 5. You're more than welcome to come to the office and drop off a card because we are always blessing people on the other side. Our heart's desire is to love God and love people. In these moments, we have to show the world that there is a church who cares for them. We may not meet these people. You may not meet them directly, but God's going to use you to be a blessing to them exactly where you are. My friends, at the end of the day, the reality is this. We believe that Jesus is the anchor for our souls. When Jesus told that to his disciples, he was saying that to us. He was saying, listen, yeah, we know it's going to be a bumpy ride. There's going to be a lot of ups and downs on this earth. Trials, sorrows, tribulations. But take heart because I have overcome the world. Jesus is more than just a religious figure. Jesus is God. And therefore, this is God of the universe speaking to us. Saying, listen, learn to come to me because I have overcome the world. There's nothing that you're going through right now in your life that Jesus doesn't know about. But it's up to you to release it to him. It's up to you to let him come into your life and be the anchor for your soul. An anchor keeps a ship in place in the middle of storms, right? An anchor makes sure that the ship is not going to go far. It's not going to drift away, right? That's what Jesus is. He's the anchor for our souls. We may be deep tossed him forth by so many troubles and trials and tribulations but he says if you if i'm the anchor of your life come hell or high water i'm with you and i'm for you and no weapon formed against you is going to prosper so before we end my friends we always like to give people the chance to invite jesus into their lives to be the leader and the savior of your life he went to the cross for you he died for your sins he rose again he defeated sin he defeated death he defeated the enemy and he says, I am for you. He says, if you open the doors of your heart, I will come into your life and be the Lord and Savior of your life. So no matter where you are right now, if you've never trusted Jesus as the Lord of your life, this is your moment. You know, the Bible says, all you got to do is confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord. And he will come right into your life. So join me right now, wherever you are. Pray this prayer with me. I believe all of us are one prayer away from having Jesus as the anchor for our souls. He says, I've overcome the world, and so can you. Would you join me in praying? Would you say this prayer with me? Say it from your heart. Believe it. Say, Jesus, today I heard you, and I'm ready to respond. I'm asking you to come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. 
be my leader, be my savior. I want to be confident in the middle of crisis. I want to know that you are with me and that you are for me. That my life has meaning, not just now, but for eternity. So Jesus, I choose to trust in you as my God, as my savior. Have your way in me, but also have your way through me, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Listen, if you pray that prayer, we believe that the old is gone, the new has come. There's going to be a link right here where you can let us know. We would love to connect with you. We would love to, to bless you exactly where you are. We will send a Bible to you. I wrote a small book called The Basics to help you on the journey of understanding who Jesus is and the relationship he wants to have with you. And listen, if you don't have a place to call home, a church home, we would love to host you. We don't know when we're going to open the buildings again, but we know this, that no matter where we are, Jesus is with us. But we have two locations. We are in New Bedford and we are in Fall River. And if you can't get to us, find a, a church that preaches Jesus, that's going to love you, and that's going to help you grow in your relationship with him. I'm so glad you tuned in today. And if this blessed you, don't keep it to yourself. Share the good news of Jesus. Until next time, may God bless you mightily. We hope this talk has encouraged and challenged you. If it was helpful, share with a friend. And for more information, visit our website at newlifesouthcoast.com. Until next time, have a blessed week.